You're listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Diabetes Discourse, sponsored by Novo Nordisk, a world leader in diabetes care. Here's your host, Dr. Stephen Edelman, founder and director of Taking Control of Your Diabetes, clinical professor of medicine, division of endocrinology and metabolism, University of California, San Diego, and San Diego Veterans Administration Healthcare System. How does stress impact the patient living with diabetes? I am Janice Baker, sitting in for Dr. Stephen Edelman. Joining us to discuss the relationship between stress and diabetes is founder of the Behavioral Diabetes Institute in San Diego, California, Dr. William Polonsky. Dr. Polonsky, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you. Nice to be here. Great to have you. Why is stress an integral element in the management of diabetes? Well, as we, as we all know, I mean, diabetes is primarily a disease that's all about self-management. It's what um, our patients are struggling to deal with um, every day. And uh, if there's one thing that interferes with all of our abilities to make and maintain positive, healthy changes, it's the fact that life gets in the way. It's the fact that we have all sorts of stresses and strains and competing demands on us. So it's absolutely key and critical to how well people can handle this tough disease. Do you notice a difference between um, type 1 and type 2 diabetes? Oh, yes. I mean, in so many different ways, too. Certainly when we're talking with our, our colleagues or patients with type 1 diabetes, mm-hmm. oftentimes uh, one of the major stresses is about concerns about hypoglycemia, concerns that this disease is a 24-7 disease that I have to always be thinking about and always vigilant about, whereas for our, our uh, patients with type 2 diabetes, we're often talking a lot more about social stigma that, uh, you know, uh, well, you know, you let yourself get fat. And there's a lot more concerns about weight management issues and that people are, are thinking poorly of them because uh, of the sense that somehow uh, if you have type 2 diabetes, you've done this to yourself. You know, it's right. all your fault. That, that guilt that's imposed on them. Yeah. I mean, type 2 diabetes is one of the few, unfortunately, few diseases we have left in this country where, unfortunately, both the general public and healthcare professionals still think it's okay to blame people for getting it. I mean, we don't even blame people for getting AIDS anymore, and yet somehow it still seems to be relatively okay, even though it's inaccurate, to blame people for getting type 2 diabetes. So what are questions healthcare professionals can ask of their patients that relate to diabetes stress? Well, you know, again, I think when we talk about this, I, I, my head immediately goes to what's stressing you out about diabetes, at least as a place to start. And I could say that the most valuable question any healthcare professional can ask their patients when they see them is to say, uh, you know, Mrs. Smith, nice to see you. Can you tell me one thing about diabetes that's driving you crazy? Can you tell me one thing about diabetes that you're finding uh, tough to deal with? Um, that's probably the critical thing. You could broaden that, of course, if you want to talk about stress more generally and just say, you know, in terms of uh, trying to manage diabetes day to day, can you tell me how... Um, stresses and strains in your life are making that difficult. I want to add one comment about the way I just asked those questions, though, because I asked them in a very, very particular way that's, inc- that's critically mm-hmm. important, that when you ask someone, can you tell me uh, something about how diabetes is driving you crazy, you're asking that question in a way that it, it assumes and normalizes that there probably are things that are driving you crazy. And that makes it easier for your patients to talk about. And that's very different than asking someone, 
by the way, Mrs. Smith, is, uh, there isn't anything about diabetes you're having trouble with, is there? Yes, very good point. Well, let's go on to talk about what the most challenging aspect as it relates to stress that you see patients with diabetes. For example, the differences of life stressors and diabetes-related stressors. Well, when we think about life stress, of course, um, these are things we're all familiar with, not just our, our patients with diabetes. Um, the, the critical one probably is just um, what we refer to as competing demands. So it isn't necessarily profound uh, events that have occurred in your life, but it's the day-to-day stuff that just gets in your way and makes it difficult to uh, follow um, physician recommendations for making healthy changes. It's, it's uh, time pressures. It's um, other uh, responsibilities and priorities in one's busy life that just makes it very, very difficult. So those are the sort of, I would say, smaller stresses, but the bigger ones that can, um, um, or the more powerful ones, that really get in the way. You know, when we think about the larger world, and not just of, I would say, stress, but sort of emotional issues in diabetes, of course, one of the things that we always want to uh, address is that sometimes people can get so stressed out, and uh, I guess I shouldn't say it's a cause of stress, but related to that is depression. And we know that folks with diabetes are at higher risk for depression than people who don't have diabetes. In fact, they're at about a 50% or 50 to 60% increased risk for depression. And to be fair, that's true of, of folks with any chronic major medical illness where you're seeing this elevated risk of depression. And that, of course, makes it, in turn, harder for anybody to find the inner oomph to uh, make and maintain self-management recommendations. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Diabetes Discourse on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I am Janice Baker, and I'm speaking with Dr. William Polanski. We are discussing the relationship between stress and diabetes. So, Dr. Polanski, let's go on and talk a little bit about um, more specifics on diabetes-related stress. We know what a lot of those categories of diabetes-related stressors are. So, um, again, there's a lot of uh, uh, emotional uh, diabetes-related stressors, so people often feel confused, overwhelmed, frustrated, depressed, guilt-ridden, sad, angry about diabetes. Um, Just the sense that this disease is it's taking up too much of my mental and physical energy every day. It's too much. Many of our patients have unrealistic or too vague expectations mm-hmm. about what on earth they're trying to do and what they're trying to achieve. Um, and so they can end up becoming quite discouraged, especially when you start seeing wacky blood glucose responses that don't make any sense to the individual, which, by the way, is probably the, the norm. Um, so, and when at that point, people feel like giving up. We see that blood glucose monitoring, if it isn't carefully um, uh, explained and guided by healthcare professionals, it becomes really a demotivational experience for too many of our patients. So, what are ways in which healthcare professionals can help manage their patient stress? Um, we, it, it's a good question. You know, one of the things that we know is such a concern for you know, busy, busy healthcare professionals is, number one, they don't even want to bring this topic up. I mean, there's this fear of opening this Pandora's box, like, oh, my God, if I ask my patients what's driving them crazy or what they're stressed out about, I'm never going to get out of here. Yes. Time is so constrained. 
So let me just, before we get into interventions, let me just mention um, one of the solutions to that and it has to do with how you, again, ask that question. Mm. So again, it's not, tell me everything about diabetes that's driving you crazy. It's, can you tell me one thing or two mm-hmm. things about diabetes that's driving you crazy so that you can limit and constrain that conversation and hopefully be able to then move to some action. In terms of what you know, physicians and other healthcare professionals can do to help patients manage their stress, um, you know, if we understand that the key issue to stress is when you feel out of control. Life feels out of control. Diabetes feels out of control. Anything we can do with our patients to help them know, number one, that they're not alone, that I'm there to help you as best as I can to try and manage some of this, that in and of itself is helpful, um, and to grab onto some aspect of what feels so out of control, perhaps something focused on their diabetes in particular, and help them problem solve about what some action you can take that can help you master this. So it may not be everything, but it may be one thing that we can focus on. Um, You know, you're not going to be able to, in your 15-minute appointment with this patient, help to solve their marital problems or to help them figure out how they're going to get a better job that's going to improve the quality of their life. But, you know, if we, we might want to focus on something smaller, maybe perhaps something smaller focused on the fact that they're on a medication that's too expensive or something else. So that's really the, um, uh, I don't know, it's the first thing I can think of that, you know, that might be helpful. You do have to give people very specific uh, items that they can look at that they feel like they can own. So when you give them things that they can feel confident in changing and having knowledge about, it motivates them to keep moving in that direction. Yes, exactly. So the Behavioral Diabetes Institute developed an online stress quiz called The Living with Diabetes, How Stressed Are You? Can you tell our listeners about the quiz? And do you find your patients taking the results back to their physicians? Hmm, good question. Um, what we have online is actually a version of, of a, uh, a, well, uh, a well-validated and reliable instrument that we've been publishing on for several years, actually, and it's called the Diabetes Distress Scale. And it's an attempt to try and uh, determine and evaluate um, uh, one very, very important area of what we think of as diabetes quality of life. And this scale is now being used in multiple languages actually all over mm. the world, both as a tool in studies um, and as a, uh, to look at um, important outcomes. But really more importantly, uh, we think of it as a clinical tool, as a way to start a conversation with patients. Now, above and beyond that, we put it online, and we're actually developing a, um, a much more comprehensive program to make better use of it as a way to um, help our patients really begin to think about this for themselves. And so the online quiz is really a list of, you know, here's some of the things that may be problematic for you or driving you crazy about diabetes. Which of these things are problematic? It then allows you to generate a score um, to see um, how how overwhelmed or how, how, how crazy you're being driven by this disease, and then begins to give you some helpful hints about things you can do about that. Um, again, we have this, the, it, within this scale, there's actually some powerful subscales that we mm-hmm. can actually really give people even more fine-tuned recommendations about what to do. But online, it remains, at this point, just a very, very simple instrument. Now, are people using that and um, uh, making use of that with a physician? I have to tell you right now, we don't know. We aren't compiling that data in any way. Again, we're setting up a system to do that, a system that will 
uh, provide people better feedback and suggestions about what to do and to collate that data. But right now we're not. So I don't know. I hope they are, but we really aren't sure. I would like to thank our guest, founder of Behavioral Diabetes Institute in San Diego, California, Dr. William Polanski. Dr. Polanski, thank you so much for spending time with us on Diabetes Discourse. Sure, it's my great pleasure. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Diabetes Discourse, sponsored by Novo Nordisk, a world leader in diabetes care. To learn more about diabetes and the role of GLP-1, visit novomedlink.com forward slash DIA. For more details on the interviews and conversations in this week's show, or to download the segment, visit us at reachmd.com. July 10th. My lecture tour is going well. While the days have not been too tiring, I do worry for Marie and her diabetes. Dr. Hayedorn mentioned that her blood sugar was above normal right before we left. I hope we can find some answers while we are here. In 1922, Novo Nordisk's founder, Nobel Prize winning scientist August Crow, and his wife and fellow scientist Marie made a fateful visit to America to further their research and build relationships with doctors working on the earliest treatments for diabetes. July 28th. We keep hearing of this new medication that replaces the insulin that people with diabetes no longer make on their own. People who treat their diabetes can live longer and healthier lives. This could be what we've been searching for. Upon learning about the work being done at the University of Toronto, August and Marie headed north to make a connection that would change the face of diabetes treatment forever. August 11th, Dr. Hayedorn, as I believe you will be interested from both a theoretical and practical point of view, I have persuaded my husband to write to Dr. McLeod in Toronto and ask to obtain its method of manufacture so you can perform experiments with insulin in Denmark. November the 1st, Success. We have replicated the process here in Kumhaun and will be administering the first batches of insulin to patients by week's end. This could be the moment when we finally get control over Marie's diabetes and help so many others. From our first patient to our latest innovation, Novo Nordisk has been a world leader in diabetes care for nearly a century. Our patient-centric philosophy has led to many breakthroughs, including insulin analogs and easy-to-use delivery devices and a global commitment to advancing research, education, and partnership. And our mission is the same today as it was back then, to defeat diabetes. Visit us at novonordisk-us.com.